Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, bro? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. It's so good to see your beautiful face in person. First in-person pod in two weeks, thanks to the snowstorm being over. We're back at the Cribbo recording as normal, and we have so very much to get into, including Patrick Mahomes responding to getting snowballs thrown at his head. We're going to touch on what he had to say about that after the game. We're also going to touch on the Hornets' 1-4 and start with my beloved LaMelo Ball. It's been a bad year for my players. Baker Mayfield included. We'll talk about that. But first, it's Monday. We're playing Jack in the Box. I give Cooper an NFL statement. He tells me if it's true or false. You know the NBA topics will be rolling on the second half of the pod. Cooper, tell me true or false. Josh Allen is a part of the Bills' blame in their loss. No. False. False. He is nowhere near the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team, I look back at a fake punt. Yep. Um, I look back at... Just some rough defense mm-hmm. uh, on certain plays. Obviously, the defense was all right for every other play. I look back on a few Stephon Diggs not even trying to catch the ball. Um, but no, Josh Allen's not the problem. I'm gonna say he's not. I'm gonna say he's part of it. Uh, he's not a reason. He's not yeah. fully to blame. He played absolutely fantastic. He's ran into a dynasty. But those final two plays where he had the shallow cross to Diggs across the middle, and he took, he got greedy and took the shot to the end zone and bounced it to Shakir, whoever yeah, was yeah. in the end zone. Um, that second down led to a third and long at third and nine. He had someone open there and then uh, threw it out of bounds. And then obviously Tyler Bass did a Tyler yeah. Bass thing. And he yeah. is part of the blame. He has been absolutely incredible. He's not the reason they lost, yeah, yeah. but he did. He was not the reason they won either. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, second, on the other side of things, true or false, the Chiefs have the best shot to beat the Ravens. Probably. I'm, I'm going to say true just off of, like, recency bias. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you're you starter for six years and you're in six conference championships. Like, mm-hmm. that says something. Uh, I just don't know if they're like that. I don't know if I believe that the Chiefs are that team to beat them. But they probably do have the best chance. I'm going to say true as well. I think they have a better shot than even the Niners do. That's fair. I, I turned to you last night. We were watching it with Alex here. And I was like – all day, I knew that the Bills Chiefs was going to be absolutely electric. Yeah. It's just, you know, when those two quarterbacks and teams go head to head, it's going to be amazing. Chiefs came out on top. And even if Tyler Bass makes that kick, bro, do we really worry about Patrick yeah. Mahomes getting 40 yards to go kick a field goal and win it? Literally has a minute 45 on the clock. He's done it with less. Yeah, Bills fans should not be mad at the kicker. That game yeah. was wraps, anyways. No. It's, honestly, the game was wraps when I saw you press and go for a fourth and four on your own 30 with mm-hmm. a fake punt. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go for it, if you feel like you have to go for it at that point, why are you not just putting it the And they dodged a bullet with um, – Mecole. Yeah, Mecole yeah. Hardman fumble in the end zone. By the way, what do you think of that rule? Because I saw a report coming out that they may change it. What do you think? I like that rule. Mm-hmm. If you're going to fumble on the goal line, you better – like, like I, I don't know. It just promotes ball security. I feel like that's a – I like that rule. I don't think you should grant the offensive the ball back. Yeah, I think so too. If it's if you're giving the offensive ball back, they need to be back in like the twenty five. Yeah, like it's got to be a long yeah. way to go. But I I think you keep that rule. That that's not the rule I would be gotcha. choosing to battle. Yep, I'm right there with you. Let's stick with the Chiefs. True or false? Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson is the best possible AFC title matchup. It is nice. Yes, it is nice. Um, and then you look at their drafts, their prospective drafts, and they were like not even the top quarterbacks taken off the board. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Um, two MVPs. Um, I cannot. I cannot. This wait is a great matchup. Yeah. I say true as well. Josh Allen, like the Bills Ravens would have been awesome, but uh, something different about 
Chiefs, Ravens, like Lamar Jackson has everything to prove. This is the yeah. biggest game of his career. And if Patrick Mahomes is just a sixth AFC title. Yeah, he's like, all right. He's played in a, Super Bowls that's been a lot bigger in this game. Yeah. I can't wait to see in Baltimore how he c- fares up. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, I mentioned the snowball thing to start the pod. He, he was, I don't know if you saw the video of him like handing stuff out, but he was literally like ducking, ducking ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he had posted a picture right after and just said, good luck with quotation marks. It's a Bills offensive lineman. Or it may have been defensive lineman. It may no, been. it was one of the former Chiefs O-linemen. Deion uh, Dawkins. Dawkins Deon said something Dawkins. about the Chiefs. Yeah, 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 he said, y'all are coming to Buffalo uh, at full capacity. Good luck. And that yeah. was his response well, to all of that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Luck was taken. Mahomes walked in the trap and took yeah. it in the trap for sure. Let's talk about a different game. Um, true or false, San Francisco should be on upset alert against the Lions. I, I put them on upset alert with the Packers, and I was pretty darn close with that yes. one. So I'm going to say absolutely, especially with the loss to Debo Samuel, who may not may or may not play in this game. The Lions have been the Cinderella story all year from week one against the Chiefs in Arrowhead to now. Mm-hmm. I think that team's got everything to prove, and they're not scared of anybody. They have the defensive weapons uh, with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who him and all the Baker stuff was hysterical. But you yeah, have Aiden Hutchinson on the front line. You have guys in every single position, and then the offense is the offense. I'm going to say true as well. They look very vulnerable. Yeah. Very vulnerable. Um, the Packers were two 40-yard misses away from winning that really? damn game. Yeah. yeah. I turned to uh, – I was watching it with my buddy Phillip, and it was 7-6 at halftime, that Packers-Niners game. And I was like, this is the most vanilla-ass game I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And then that second half just cranked up. Honestly, all of them have awesome. been vanilla. Yeah. And then the second half comes in, and you're like, dude. Yes. It's scoring on every drive. And uh, even the until. Chiefs putting up 27 points out of nowhere. Yeah. It, Patrick Mahomes has that Michael Jordan effect that Josh Allen just doesn't have yet. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Did you see the – Pass catcher's not performing all year. Yeah. And uh, Travis Kelsey looked like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it's finally. Just, yeah. Since I think the last time he caught a touchdown for the first time since like week 11, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that's just an insane set because, I mean, he's considered one of the best tight ends ever. So, for yes. him to like finally get back into gear, it was nice. Maybe it was his brother in the stands shirtless. Yeah. I think it was too. I mean, that was it. that was electric. I thought he was holding a Bud Light too. Yeah. Was jumping in and out of the suite. Did you see him hold up that girl look at Taylor Swift? Did you see uh I saw a thing like when I was scrolling on Instagram today, it was said who did it better and both Ryan Fitzpatrick and oh, yeah. Kelsey were shirtless at that game. With beanies too. Yes. Tough. Electric. Yeah. That is tough. All right, uh next one, you know this is my favorite topic. Uh uh-uh. True or false. Baker Mayfield proved that he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Okay, no, we're not going that far. He's a he's a guy that can be on a team and be a solid starting quarterback. He is not worse than thirty other quarterbacks. I'll give you all of that, but he's no, not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I said Super Bowl caliber. I didn't no. say winning. No. So No. False. Jimmy Garoppolo's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo's teams were significantly better. You put Baker in Jimmy Garoppolo's position? No. So No. They don't get to the Super Bowl. No. Jimmy Garoppolo no. makes it to the Super Bowl. Yes. I, I dis- completely disagree with no. that. False. J- Baker's, Baker's a good starting quarterback, but he's not a Super Bowl winning. Jimmy like, Garopp- he's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo never had back-to-back 300-yard, three-touchdown performances in he never the playoffs. Had to. He never had to. They had three running backs that they could just hand the ball off to, and then he'd play action to Kittle. That's what I'm saying. If Baker had that. Baker ain't a no, I, I will give you that he's gonna get a contract. I will give you that he's a starting quarterback in this league. The Super Bowl is crazy. No, I don't think Baker is an All Pro level quarterback. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Out of all the jokes I have, 
I'm just saying, if Baker was in the position Jimmy Garoppolo was in, he'd be able to make a Super Bowl. There's two teams that make a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You have to be a top-ten quarterback, in my opinion, to be in that caliber. I mean, look at the guys that we are about to watch. I'm not going to say Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a, not a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback, in my opinion, either. But you have Josh Allen on one side. You have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. And I'd even include C.J. Stroud in this. All four of those quarterbacks are Super Bowl caliber all day, any day, because they're all pro, top 10 level quarterbacks. You go to the other side, and honestly, the NFC is kind of a rough batch of quarterbacks, in my opinion, to go with this, because you have uh, Brock Purdy, who's been fine. Uh, Brock Purdy is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, but he's a game manager with really elite accuracy and good footwork. Jared Goff has been coming out of nowhere, but I wouldn't even put him in the Super Bowl caliber. And Jared Goff just beat Baker, so I'm not going to put Baker in the Super Bowl caliber. Jared Goff. Or Brock Purdy is going to be in the Super Bowl. I think Baker can look both of those guys in the eye and say, I'm just as good, if not better, than both of you. He might be just as good, but he ain't Super Bowl caliber. Okay, if he's just as good, how is he not Super Bowl caliber? And they are. Who won? Okay. Who, threw the, who threw the pick who's, to lose the game? Okay, whose team was better? The Lions, exactly. significantly. Yes. But all I'm saying, like Baker is if not a top quarterback, those, therefore he's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. If those two quarterbacks switch spots yesterday, who wins? I'd probably put money on the Lions, but the Lions have a better football team. But yes. either way, Baker is not the reason that that team would have been in the Super Bowl. I think Baker Mayfield yesterday, you saw the duality of him. They were not in that game unless he's the quarterback of the team. Nobody else drags the Buccaneers there, just like Baker Mayfield did. Baker Mayfield, no, he's not. Baker he, wasn't the reason is they were he, there. Is he a top 15 quarterback? Yes. Yes. This year he was. Okay, this year. Yes. We've had one year out of his seven years in the NFL. I'm not putting him in a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I'm saying <laughs> Baker was the reason they were in that game. Yeah, he was the reason they were in the game. He's also the reason they lost that exactly. game. Exactly. Josh Allen was the reason they were in that game, but Josh Allen's not the reason they lost that game. 100%. That's a Super Bowl caliber 100%. quarterback. 100%. Baker is the reason they lost. 100%. If Baker doesn't make the mistakes that – that's, he made. They're, they, they, they could potentially win that game, but Baker makes the mistakes. That's Baker's problem. That's what I'm saying. That's the duality of him. They're not in that game unless Baker's the quarterback. But because of the duality of him, exactly. they will never be in the Super we're, Bowl. We're agreeing. No, because he's not Super Bowl caliber because of his duality. Okay. Baker Mayfield's problem is he still wants to make the see. the, the uh, sports center top ten throws. Mm-hmm. That You can't do that in the NFL. That's his problem. That's why he'll never be in the Super Bowl. So – is that what you think separates Jared Goff and Brock Purdy from Baker Mayfield? They don't make the mistakes. Okay. They le- now Jared Goff has made the mistakes. I mean, but he's been to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he was carried to a Super Bowl by one of the best defenses we've ever seen, mm-hmm. but he limits the problems to where he doesn't put his team at jeopardy. Baker put his team in jeopardy twice. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the Packers game, was it Jordan Love's fault? No, their kicker missed two forty-yard field goals. You look at the Bills, was it was it Jer- Josh Allen's fault that Tyler Bass shanked a kick? No. Can we say Baker's ceiling is higher and his floor is lower than Jared Goff and Brock Purdy? No, because he lost. Like, I don't know that I can put it higher if the other two dudes have already gone higher. No, I'm talking about personally. Like, their best game versus best game. His best game can probably be better than those other two, but his best game is because he has to light up the scoreboard in order to win. Like, the other two dudes don't have to do that because they manage the game better. Because they have a better team. But they also just manage the game better, which okay. comes with – he's got to mature in the sense of – it's the it's the what 
Tom Brady said about Patrick Mahomes. He goes, Patrick Mahomes threw a lot of turnovers in his second year. He he obviously was insane his rookie year. Came on, took the lead by storm. But then his second year, Tom Brady said he's got to learn mm-hmm. that the defenses know about you now, so they're gonna like force you to take what they're giving you. And he wasn't doing that, and so he turned the ball over for those first like four or five weeks, and then he started taking what the defense was giving him. Baker doesn't do that. Baker tries to get what he wants, and that's going to be his problem and why he will never be in a Super Bowl because he he doesn't want to do that. He wants to do what he wants to do and make the flashy plays, and so he's going to have the duality that never lets him go to the Super Bowl. Got you. I understand that. I understand that. You you did say his best game compared to Jared Goff's best game. Well, Jared Goff with the Lions has had some games. Hundred uh, percent has had some games. I'm right there and with I, you. I'd probably say they I'm, have equal games. That's what I'm saying. I think, like I said, he can look Jared Goff in the eye and he can look Brock Purdy in the eye. But we're also talking about two dudes that, if we're bank, rank, like ranking quarterbacks, neither of them are going to be in my top fifteen. So, like, we're talking about dudes that, yes, they're there. But I'm, they're not the reason that those teams are there, in my opinion. Like, Jared Goff had, had crazy things. Is. But he, he's also the reason they're not anymore. He's also the reason they're sitting at Cancun. Yeah. Because he did that. <laughs> like, yeah. That's why you and I agree. He's the reason. They were in that game. He's the reason. They lost that game. Yeah. But he's not He's not a Super Bowl guy. Okay. All right. Fair. I think we got a lot out of that argument. That was great. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. Very much so. Uh, let's get into some NBA topics. I love having – you know, I had to drag out a Baker conversation. Yeah, I'm going to buy you a Baker jersey one, so that gets cut. One drive away from the NFC Championship, who would have thought it at the beginning of this year? Me. No. You didn't even think that. In your wildest of Me. jokes, you didn't think that. I do have one more thing on the Me. NFL. Did you know I thought about that it. all those years ago when Patrick Mahomes was drafted, she didn't know who the Chiefs traded up with to get their pick? Uh, who? It was the Bills, hmm. just just for funsies. A little fun fact. Yeah, a little. Patrick Mahomes owns Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, and then Josh Allen's. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think I saw he was like 14 and 0 against every other team, not named the Bengals or the Chiefs, yep. and then he's 0 and 4 against those two teams. Yep, yep, yep. To be the man, you got to beat the man. He has not done it. He yeah. has not done it. Um, Josh Allen's the greatest talent, one of the greatest talents we've ever seen at that position. He just. He for can't whatever reason. Yeah. This was the year to beat Kansas City. This was the year to do it, and he couldn't do it. Did you see uh, what uh, – um, And it was at home. Like Who was the Jets' old coach? Uh, uh, Rex Ryan. Did you see his crazy statement today? What? He said, Bill Belichick to the Bills. Oh, yeah, I saw them talking about that. Yeah. I don't hate it. They're not firing Sean McDermott. They should. They're not going to. It's the same argument. The Cowboys should it, fire Mike. It's McCarthy. the same argument you make for Mike McCarthy. No, no. They, if you, I don't care how good your regular season is. The regular season doesn't matter a hill of beans. Once you get to the playoffs, no. it doesn't matter. Nobody looks at your record and is like, oh, they were twelve and f- twelve and five in the regular season. Oh my gosh, they don't care. Yeah, the bu- Bills especially won't do it because they were six and six at one time and went on to win the division. I know. I know they won't do it, mm-hmm. but you do have to sit there and be like, man. Could we do it with Bill? I don't think Bill's the answer, personally. And Bill but. would not do that to Robert Kraft, either. No. Bill, Bill's going to the Falcons, probably. Yeah, He won't even be in the same conference, much much less the same division. It's yeah. not happening. No. It won't happen, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah. Cowboys were about. a lot more realistic, in my opinion, to get Bill Belichick. Yeah, they were. They were. Sadly. It is what it is. It All is right. Is. The, uh, let's get into the NBA stuff. Great NFL topics stuff there. It was a great uh, regular season. Our, excuse me, divisional round weekend. We'll 
preview the AFC and NFC Championship on Friday. But for now, NBA is calling. We're going to play a little big deal or no deal. It's a Monday. I give Cooper an NBA statement. He tells me if it's a big one or a no deal. Big deal or no deal. The Cavs have won seven straight games. This is a big deal. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because this team is now sitting at the four seed. Um, and they've done it without Darius Garland. And they've done it without Evan Mobley. And this team's just finding a way to do it. And it's not because Donovan Mitchell's having to score 40 tonight. He's scoring like 25, 26, 27, whatever mm-hmm. I told you the other day. Yep. And Jared Allen's doing his thing. Max Struess is finally coming on. Uh, Karis LeVert off the, off the bench is killing it right now. They have guys stepping up in big, big ways, and this is huge for them. Regular season-wise, the Donovan Mitchell-Jared Allen thing reminds me a lot of Mitchell-Gobert. Jared Allen was a plus 70 last week. He has That's been insane. very, very good, and I, I think not having Darius Garland – Garland's a telltale sign. You don't need two small guards who cannot defend on the team with no. each other. We see that with Trey and DeJounte. Facts. Um, I'm going to throw this back at you real quick. Right. I'm going I'm to add to your big deal, no deal. Big deal or no deal. In the last four games combined, mm-hmm. the Cavs have trailed 35 seconds total. <laughs> In their last four games. I wish I would have looked at their record. Or not their record, the schedule. Who they played. Yeah, to see I'll be honest. Uh, so I had it pulled up a while ago. It was like they had a back-to-back against the Wizards in the first two of their seven-game stretch. Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, – I know they beat Milwaukee. They beat the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, Cast fans have been on my ass because once that Pascal deal went down, I said they took a step back in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And they can enjoy this January run. But I'm telling you, once they get bounced from the first round, Donovan Mitchell's not going to be happy. Yeah. So – Seven games, uh, seven game win streak started with Wizards, Wizards, Spurs, and then the f- last four. So the ones that they've only trailed for thirty five seconds: Nets, Bulls, Bucks, Hawks, yeah. and at the Hawks. Yeah, Bucks is a Bucks is a great win. Yeah, Bucks is a great win. They'll they'll be tested. <laughs> they'll be tested here soon. I'll, we'll I'll, see, I'll but I think a it's second. a big deal as well. Uh, it proves that they did not. They're not going to punt at this year's trade deadline. That's yeah. what it tells me. For sure. and, for that, it's a big deal. Donovan Mitchell will be gone this summer. It's still his last year there. Sorry, Cavs fans. Uh, big deal or no deal? The Charlotte Hornets are one and four without Lamelo Ball. Are with with Lamelo? Yeah, with Lamelo Ball. Since yeah. his return, the Hornets are one and four. Let's be honest. This is not a big deal because this team's still not like yeah. a quality team to have to do what they're doing. And I don't know who they played. I'm, I'm obviously saying this off rip. I don't know if they played the Bucks. I don't know if they played the Wizards, but. If you're expecting like a playoff run out of this team, you're going to be sitting there waiting for no. a while. Uh, their one win is over the Victor Webb and Yaman Liss Spurs. Like Vic did not play, yeah. they beat the Spurs. Um, to me, it's still no deal. Yeah. Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier in the same backcourt. I don't Doesn't know yeah. what the Hornets front office has to see. This does not work. Yeah. Miles Bridges and Lamelo Ball, as flashy as it is, and as good as calls we're going to get from Eric Collins about the lobs. It does not work. If LaMelo Ball is your future, you have to make moves at this year's deadline. Because yeah. the Lakers, if they swing and miss DeJounte Murray, they're going to be calling about Terry Rozier. There's a deal to make there that has a 2029 first-round pick that will probably be the number one overall pick this year or that year. Yeah. There's deals to make for Terry Rozier and all these other guys. The Knicks are interested in him. Uh, it's just no deal. LaMelo needs help. And I will say this, Steve Clifford – I did not like the hiring. I still don't like yeah, it. I hate it. Mello, as much as I love him, his leash is way too long, jacking up threes. <laughs> it's a lot of freedom he's been given, and there is no culture with that team. Steve, Steve Clifford needs to leave, too. Yeah, if your name's not LaMelo Ball, 
Mark Williams yeah. and uh, Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller get off the team. Yes, I agree. Completely agree. And Clifford, please go. Why they hired him makes zero sense. Yeah, no fit. I guess they didn't see what happened in Orlando. Or they just were like, oh, let's go get a guy that's not going to develop young players. Right. <laughs> when all your team is young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand anything that's going on in the Hornets right now, which is why it's not a big deal. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, big deal or no deal, the Clippers have the league's best record since their 0-5 James Harden start. Yeah. This is a massive deal. This team is awesome. We've seen yep. them with our own two eyes. Yep. It's scary because you have Hall of Famers coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, this team is – if this team's not one of the final fours remaining, I'll be shocked. Yep. This is a big deal. They're 24-7 and since starting 0-5 with James. Everything they have, I think they need a little bit of rebounding, and that's it. They have the best shot to knock off Denver in the Western Conference. They could beat Oklahoma City right now. They could beat uh, Minnesota right now. They have guys who have been there. Kawhi's an NBA champion. James Harden's led this league in scoring. Paul George still is a bucket. Russell Westbrook Mm -hmm. has sacrificed. Um, This is a dangerous, dangerous team. Thanks. Next, the Indiana Pacers are 0-2 with Pascal Siakam. Big deal or no deal? No deal. Uh, Same reason you and I were screaming no deal when Giannis and Dame weren't looking like the best team ever to play basketball in their first, like, seven games together. This is not a big deal. Tyrese didn't even play the last game. Mm -hmm. I'm not not sweating one bit. Yeah. They lost at Portland and at Phoenix. Uh, Portland Tyrese did play Phoenix. He did not, so I don't even count that. 0-1 in Portland. It's the first game. Let's pump the brakes here. There's pause. no deal. And Jeremy Grant decided to turn back the clock and look like a freaking 38 legend. points from Jeremy yes. Grant that night. Pretty wild. Yeah, legend. Pretty wild. All right, final one, big deal or no deal. Chicago has won six of their last eight games. One of those was against the Grizzlies, so clearly they're playing some mediocre teams <laughs> to do this. I don't care. They're they're going to be massive sellers at the trade deadline. This team has never been equipped to go further than the first round of the playoffs, so no deal. I'm going to say big deal for what you just mentioned, the trade deadline. I think their front office could get a little bit of fool's gold here and not make a move. Oh, Lord. And continue to build around this mediocre core. Uh, I was drafting up mock trades, like realistic trades. The Hawks came out. And the Lakers badly want Deshante Murray, right? The Hawks came out and said, we don't want D'Angelo Russell. Third team that would want D'Angelo Russell to build around a mediocre core, Chicago Bulls. I think they make a move like that, or they finally get Lonzo Ball's contract flipped for Malcolm Brogdon. They're going to make a stupid-ass move, and for that it's a big deal because I don't know. They're just going to be dumb. They're just going to compound on the stupidity. Yeah, and Mark Stein reported that they don't want to do a rebuild. And they're just going to continue to do what they're doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, can we just backtrack a second? No. Where did they draft Michael Jordan? Do you remember? Yes, three. The number three overall pick. Do you know how do you get to the number three yeah. overall pick? Yeah. You suffer. Yes. You suffer for a year or two. Yeah. You're not getting the Michael Jordan of the world at pick 17 of the NBA no. draft. No. No offense to whoever the 17th player was drafted this year. Yes. You're not getting him. Yep. You got to suffer. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the Detroit Piston going the longest losing streak in the league to get to they, get the guy. They can get some return for Demar Derozan right yes. now. Zach Levine has no trade interest. Demar Derozan is an expiring contract. He matches Steph Curry's timeline. They tried to get Pascal Siakam. Demar Derozan matches that timeline. If you pair him with uh, Javon Carter, that makes the money match Love with Javon. Chris Paul. 
Javon Carter. The Warriors are 24th in defensive rating. They need a 94 feet yeah, point guard them, perimeter That's defense combined with a secondary creator that the Warriors don't have in the half court. DeMar DeRozan gets you a bucket. And, oh, yeah, I know that everybody thinks he's old. He's one year younger than Stephen Curry. He matches Curry's timeline. They turn back into, a, I don't think, their championship favorite with DeMar and Stephen Curry and Javon Carter. But I think it's a start for this summer when Klay Thompson's contract falls off the books. They would be able to extend DeMar. The Bulls have to make a decision by February 8th to either extend DeMar or, or trade, trade DeMar. Yeah. I think they're probably going to extend him. We know what they should do, though. Yeah. No, I agree. I think they should 1,000% trade him. Yeah, for sure. All right, you got uh, some buyers or sellers? I do have some buyers or sellers. Speaking of what you just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you hit on the Cavs because they were my first uh, yeah. They were my first point because oh, the Cavs yeah. are insane right now. Semi-game yep. win streak, 120 points per game in that stretch, and 98 given up. It's oh, my insane. God. Tennessee just landed another five-star quarterback. Sorry. Right. Still going to be a whopping Pick eight Tennessee and four. over Alabama and Georgia. Still going to be a whopping eight and four. Oh. Five-star quarterback behind a five-star quarterback. That's crazy. All right, continue. <laughs> Sorry. I just slept because of the fact that I'm listening to you gloat about an eight and four team. <laughs> It's crazy. Because Joe Milton was a quarterback. They beat Iowa before. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Helen Keller could beat Iowa by 40. We beat them worse than Michigan did. We beat them worse than Michigan did. That's all Uh, I have to say. Let's move to some buyers or sellers. This is Eastern Conference edition. Obviously, score. I could have played defense against Iowa football and they wouldn't have scored. A freshman put up 35 points on that defense. I I, I did, did like Nico. Did what J.J. McCarthy could I like Nico. I like Nico. He did what J.J. McCarthy could. I like Nico. You remember you still have to play Alabama and Georgia this year, right? Are you talking about the 6-6 six and six Alabama team who's been completely wiped out? Is that what you're talking about? It's still Alabama. Uh, okay. It's still Alabama. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Still about Alabama. Jalen Milrow throwing to me and you is still Alabama for sure. Hey. Caleb Downs gone. Chase McClellan's gone. Isaiah Bond's gone. They'll find somebody. Their Hall of Fame coach is gone. They'll find somebody. Yeah, I'm sure. They'll find somebody. I'm sure they will. They'll find somebody. Yeah. Anywho, buyers or sellers we'll trade what edition. That clown is without Michael Penix. Buyers or sellers trade edition. Eastern Conference. Um, just gonna <laughs> run through these. Uh, Cavs. Buyers. Are, ooh, Cavs. Buyers or sellers. Um, like we we're just talking about. I think that this recent. Hot streak has really showed their front office that hey, you know, we have a chance here. They don't, but I think the front office takes fool's gold and they will be buyers. I agree. I think they'll be buyers just based on where they are right now, sitting at four in their conference. Oh, yeah. It it'd be foolish not to. They might stay in pat and just do nothing, but I think they'll buy it something. I don't oh, know yeah. what that is, but they'll buy something. Mm-hmm. Uh next, Bulls. The Chicago Bulls. I think same thing. They're gonna be buyers. I, 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 if I did not do a deep dive in all this shit today, I would not have. I would have said the most easy answer that yeah. everybody has been begging for. They're going to be buyers. It's, it's crazy to say that Chicago Bulls are going to be buyers in the deadline. I, I'm saying sellers because you have to. Like, it's honestly one of those things that just as a basketball fan, you always say when Chicago is good, basketball is more fun. Mm-hmm. If you want to get good again, you have to suffer. Please, God, sell. <laughs> Please, I'm begging. Some- I'm telling you, their front office is like, no, oh, we're only two I games know. under 500 now. We're in the play-in tournament now. I know. But, but, like, is that what we're striving for, play-in tournament? No, but they're like, we get Malcolm Brogdon or we get Dan. 
It's, I do love Caruso. Like, Caruso's fun. Yeah. Uh, but, golly, please so. I put together a three-team deal that sent both DeJounte and Caruso to the Lakers. I bet you would, you Lakers lover. Uh, no, that's what it took with the D'Angelo Russell deal I was talking about. He likes he likes the Lakers more than the Grizzlies. Just Rob Palenka rewrites history, does it twice. <sighs> Lakers lover. All right, next. New York Knicks, buyers or sellers? Lakers lover is crazy. You are a Lakers uh, lover. That's your, that's your Instagram name, LakerLover69. <laughs> How'd you know? I didn't know you fell on my fence. So. I know. Uh, the Knicks are buyers. They're not done yet. They need another move to bolster that bench. Terry Rozier could be that. Jordan Clarkson we talked about last week. They're definitely yeah. buyers. I 1,000% buyers. I think Knicks have found something to be a top top four yes. seed in the Eastern Conference, so I think they buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, interesting team at the trade deadline. I recorded the YouTube video today, and I was like, this team has more pathways to take than any other squad. Yeah. I put, put together that DeJounte trade. They would get um, that Lakers coveted first rounder. That would probably be the first overall pick. Trey Young, rumored to go, you know, be tied to San Antonio, wanting to go there. If he demands a trade, the package the Spurs could put together to give to the Atlanta Hawks. Spurs have 30 picks, or excuse me, 31 picks from now in 2030. 15 of them are in the first round. They could get Keldon Johnson in return to make the money match, Jeremy Sohan, and Devin Vassell. All three building blocks plus two unprotected first-round picks that are the Spurs owned in 2024 and 2025. Let me just say this. They could be in OKC's position two years ago if they pulled the trigger on both DeJounte and Trey Young right now. Plus, they could have building blocks in Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell. That's the route I would take. We've seen Atlanta underperform the last three years. If they don't, they still get good return on DeJounte and try to build around Trey. But I completely blow the whole thing up. I hope they're sellers. I think they'll be buyers, though. I'm going to go sellers. And you've obviously mentioned the Trey. You mentioned the DeJounte. You still got pieces like Bogdanovich that people mm-hmm. love. You got DeAndre Hunter. If you don't want to keep him, you got AJ Griffin. Clint Capella is the easiest person to like yes. circle on the list because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of teams that would love a guy like Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say sellers for all the reasons you name plus some. Like this team has the ability to stop being mediocre. Like they had that conference championship run, which is I think why yes. this team has lasted as long as it has because they're yes. like, but they went to the conference championship. Yep. But no, they're not ever going back again. Mm-hmm. Like that was a fluke. Like they got there. It was awesome. It was fun. We had the ice tray in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, it ain't happening again. Yeah. It's like, that was three years ago now. Yes. Blow it up. Yep. Let it let it go. Same reason I'm saying with the Bulls. You've got to suffer a little bit just to get to where you go. But they're in a better position than the Bulls because, like you said, they can get building blocks exactly. in return. And awesome first-round picks. Yep. So, I say I say sellers all day. I This is the Trey Young trade I put together today. The Hawks would get Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sohan, uh, there's a center for the Spurs that I just made the money match. He was like a million dollars. But then also 2024 first-round pick unprotected, 2025 first-round pick unprotected. And if they wanted to get more gritty, greedy, I told you wrong, they have 34 picks between now and 2030. 15 of them are in the first round. They could get more picks in that deal. At the same time, you send a Jante Murray to the Lakers, which is rumored to happen. The Hawks would receive Rui Hachimura, Jalen hood Shafino. And another first round pick in twenty twenty nine. That's an OKC position yeah, there. No. Between two moves, that's an OKC like position. Yeah, and then you can probably flip Capella for a pick. Yeah. You can flip Bogdan for a pick. Like you can flip other guys for yeah. picks. Too. You don't like Johnson and Vassell playing together, you flip one of them. Yeah. No, they they could do a lot of good things there for sure. Yeah, I they like should that. Be sellers for sure. Uh last team in the Eastern Conference, the Orlando Magic. 
I think it's time for them to be buyers. This is the last season where you just roll the ball out and say, what do we got? They started off hot. Their struggle as of late. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. It's kind of gone under the radar. I think they fell uh, to the play-in tournament as of late. They need to be buyers and make a decision about the backcourt. What are you doing here? Markel Fultz, are you gonna really going to keep him? Are you going to keep Cole Anthony coming off the bench? Uh, they have a lot of decisions to make. They should be buyers. I'm going to say buyers as well. This team, for years, we sat there and we're like, you have four guys at one position here. You have four guys at the center position, and you're like, eventually you're going to have to make a decision. I think it's decision time. Nope. Uh, Paolo Bancaro has carried this team and is forcing you to make that decision. Uh, you got to pick between the Suggs, the Anthony, the Markel Fultz of the world. Um, I think they still have that dude from the Nuggets a couple years ago, Gary uh, Gary Harris. Gary Harris. I think they still have him. Like They still have so many guys you're like, why? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's decision time. They got to be buyers. You yep. got You got to move. Get instead of having four guys that do the same thing, go get one guy that's better than all of them. Yes. Like you got to do something to boost this team because this team has the capability of being a solid team in the playoffs. Yes, so I say buyers. Absolutely. But you want to get in the Western Conference edition? Let's do it. Little buyers or sellers trade deadline Western Conference edition. We got the Phoenix Suns to start out. Yeah, one hundred percent buyers. I. I think they have to make a move to bolster the roster somehow. You, we still haven't really seen Beal, Booker, and KD a ton. Yeah, Kevin Durant's a top ten scorer in the league, twenty nine points a game. Uh, find what you can. I don't know what they can do money wise. I, I think they're pretty dormant at the trade deadline. I so I was going to be lazy and say they're going to do nothing because they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned to you before we got on the pod, they have a guy in Grayson Allen who is the only player in NBA to be fifty, forty, ninety. Um, and he's leading the league in three-point percentage. It's like one of those things that I'm like, obviously the answer is buy. But I'm like, do you actually need to? Because like you said, we haven't really seen this team full capacity. So like, I think if they move somebody, it is Grayson Allen. His value is at an all-time yep. high, and they need a wing defen- defender. They don't need a shooter. Grayson Allen, the reason he didn't survive with the last two teams, Milwaukee and Memphis, his perimeter defense is ass. Yeah, he's garbage. a great shooter. But Phoenix needs defense. Phoenix needs defense because you have the scoring. Yes. Like, Booker, Beal, and Durant could easily combine for 100 points yeah, if they really wanted to. Like, definitely. you don't need scorers. You just need some guys to cover some other guys. Yes. Uh, so, I agree. I think Grayson Allen is the perfect move. The next, you already mentioned this team a little bit. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors, buyers or sellers? 100% buyers. They're, they cannot, they're not going to sell and just, you know, like sell Steph Curry. I think Draymond Green and Klay Thompson right now are untradeable. They're going to wait yeah. for Klay's contract to fall off the books, and they're not going to re-sign him. DeMar DeRozan is the move to make right now. I'm calling Chicago and seeing what I can get for him. If not, you're going to love this. <laughs> LeBron James. Brian Windhorst came out and said just last week that LeBron will be playing in 2025. Brian Windhorst doesn't know if it's with the Lakers. He has one year left on his deal. This is the first time in both Steph Curry and LeBron's career where they need each other. That's their only shot at a title. Klay Thompson, $190 million falling off the books this summer. That's more of a long shot than DeMar DeRozan, but you have to wonder – if they're going to wait around for that. LeBron got asked on his show just last year. He has a show? show. Yeah, the uh, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. If there's show. one player in the NBA you would want to play for, who would it be? We know the answer, right? Stephen Curry. Yeah. This seems like a really perfect storm for this summer 
for him, who has not signed an extension, to demand a trade to the Golden State Warriors. That would be very interesting. The Warriors would have cap space to do it with Klay Thompson falling off. But more realistically, we're talking about the trade deadline. All right, let's talk about yeah. DeMar DeRozan, which is a very interesting thought. All right, so I put together a DeMar trade today uh, that would send Dev DeMar DeRozan and Javon Carter to the Warriors. In return, they'd get rid of Chris Ball to make money match in Moses Moody. They would give a 2026 first-round pick via Atlanta and a 2028 second-round pick via Atlanta. Why is that important that the first-round picks are coming from the Hawks? Because you and I are talking about them selling at the yeah. deadline. That 2026 uh, first-rounder could be top three potential uh, that the Bulls would get in advance and the Warriors getting DeMar and Javon would be good. And you're giving up a guy, Moses Moody, that is probably one of the only desirable pieces on your team. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd love that. They need to be buyers. Yeah. I say sellers, and it's just because – I, I just don't know. Like I don't think I agree. You're not both Clay and Draymond are untradeable. Who in the hell is going to trade for Draymond with his antics? Mm -hmm. It's not even his contract. It's mm -hmm. him. Yep. And who's trading for Clay with that contract and the amount that you're it getting could, on the court? Their downfall could not come at a worse time because Dray, Draymond and everything that's happened this year, nobody wants him right now. And Clay Thompson, the way he shot the ball, has yeah. been horrible. It's been horrible. Now, but I look at guys like Wiggins. Mm -hmm. You could get off of him. Chris Paul. I think you just. I, honestly, I think he's going to be a buyout market type guy. I, mm -hmm. I think you're not going to trade away a forty million dollar guy with what he's giving you on the court. Yes. But you look at the guys and why or not Wiseman, uh, Kaminga and Moody. Those are your pieces to like maybe get something in return if they wanted to be buyers. You'd have to give up those two guys, like you mentioned with the mm -hmm. Moses Moody. But I just see them selling and maybe mm -hmm. elevating those guys into a bigger role. I just the problem is how do you sell? Is their thing? Yeah. Like, how do you actually do this and justify it? But they're sitting on the outside of the plan right now. I just don't know how much they can buy in order to be a decent enough team. I just think what's well, not being talked about, Jordan Poole has struggled in Washington, but with him gone, they have missed like star-studded creation. Yep. You get that in DeMar DeRozan. Yep. I agree. I would love DeMar there. And he's a better version of Andrew Wiggins. He's, yes. he's a better version. Yes. Um, nobody would disagree with that. Mm -hmm. So I would Absolutely. love that. The next team, and this might be a quicker one for you, the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie, like the timing of that report last week um, of he went to L.A., the fine print said, yes, he wanted to play with LeBron James, but he said either Dallas or L.A. Yeah. Um, this time last year we talked about it's a halfway point in the NBA season. He was on the Brooklyn Nets this time last year. They were in second in the Eastern Conference. Yep. I'd be shocked if he demanded a trade. If there's one person to do it, it's him. I think Dallas will continue to be buyers, though. I agree. I think they're going to be buyers. I think – you have the guy in Luka. You need a top 10 guy to be in the conversation. I think they stay dormant. I think they're happy where they're at. But um, I mean, they've been doing this without their rookie, uh, Derek Lively, so yeah. for the last little mm -hmm. bit of the season. So, I mean, they don't even have their full health right now. But I could see them just going to get like a – I don't even know if this is, the, this is the only guy coming to mind, but P.J. Tucker type guy. Just somebody like that to be in the trenches, do the dirty work, <laughs> Be a connector. Right. Uh, just somebody like that. I don't see them buying like crazy. I could see them maybe going for a Bogdanovich mm -hmm. from either the P Pistons or the Hawks. Just somebody mm -hmm. like that that provides uh, extra scoring when Kyrie or Luka aren't on the court or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. there's just there's just small, like, minimal into the margins that this team could do to bolster yes. their playoff thing. So that's why I, they're obviously buyers, but they might do nothing. Uh, the next team, which is talked about on – quite possibly every single sports station because this is the only team that people give a crap about, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. Are they buyers or sellers? They're going to be buyers. They're going to make a serious run at every capable point guard in this league. 
uh, DeJounte Murray, Tyus Jones. Jacob Jer- Gilliard. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Jacob Gilliard. No, not Jacob Gilliard. No Jacob Gilliard. Dejounte, okay. Tyus, Terry Rozier. I think they make a run at all of them. Rob Palenka is fighting to keep LeBron James at the Lakers. Another thing I didn't mention with that Golden State thing: if LeBron's going to leave, I know the Spurs are the favorite to land him. Golden State's the same state as his son. I know he's in the same city right now with USC and LA. He's a lot closer, and he's playing with his player he's always wanted to play with up in Golden State. Rob Palenka. This decision and what he decides to do with the deadline decides if LeBron James is the L.A. Laker next year. This is a lot bigger than the national media is making it. To say, like, just to – because you obviously know my feelings towards LeBron. That would be the most LeBron thing to do in the history of LeBron things to do. Like, that's – it just makes sense because it'd be – he would be the only person to be like, all right, I know I can't do this by myself anymore, so let me go to the other guy that can't do it by himself. Let's just see if we can get there. Like, that would be the most LeBron thing. Even at this point, bro, Steph Curry and LeBron James, neither one of them are a finals favorite for the rest of their career unless they team up. That's fair. I'm not – Steph Curry cannot win. He's not at the stage of his career, and neither is Draymond and Clay. It's not him. Steph is still phenomenal Steph is awesome, yeah. But he's not a finals contender the way he is right now, and neither is LeBron James. The only way is to team up. I, I would hate it because I do love Steph Curry and I enjoy yeah. watching him and I wouldn't be able to watch him if that bums on his team. So mm-hmm. I would like I would hate it, but it'd also be one of those things at the same time that you're like, uh, they're gonna go out, might as well go out together. That's what I'm saying. And like they have been the two figureheads yeah. of this generation. They That'd have be crazy. They have. But uh, yes, they should be uh they should be buyers. Lakers will be buyers just because it's the Lakers. Like it, it's it's similar to the arguments we were both making for the Bulls and we were making for the Hawks. They just want to be good so dang bad that they're going to force their hand and find a way to be mediocre. I think the Lakers team is in a different position than both the Bulls and the Hawks. They haven't even been full health all year mm-hmm. um, with, obviously, Gabe Vincent being their big free agent signing. He hasn't even really played. So mm-hmm. you really still don't even know what this rotation and roster would look like. But mm-hmm. I feel like with LeBron on your team, you're always a buyer no matter yeah. what. Like, that's how he – if you don't buy, he's going to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be buyers, but I think it's – to no avail. I don't yep. think they're I don't, they're not making a conference championship run again. Mm-hmm. As I said, I was playing around with that trade machine today. They can get both Dejounte and Alex Caruso. Dejounte's averaging twenty one five and five back to back game winners. A thing that I highlighted: he's shooting almost forty percent from three. That's what they need. Yeah, I know awesome. his defense has fallen off a cliff, yeah. but that's why you try to pair it and try to get Alex Caruso. Yeah. Too. Well, his defense fell off a cliff after Jaw dropped fifty two on the set. Yeah, hundred percent. Because everybody. Realized, oh, wait, mm-hmm. hold on. Maybe he's not that great of a defender. Exactly. Shout out to the Grizzlies yeah, for pointing and don't, that out. Don't be surprised uh, Caruso is back in a Lakers uniform. LeBron tweeted out the bat, bat signal for Caruso. Caruso is like – I wouldn't be shocked if he was like one of the main targets from a lot of teams because yes. he is that perfect glue guy on any team. He does everything well, and he excels at doing the Derek White role. Yeah. Like Derek White's making an all-star push, yep. doing the small things. And just doing everything well, that's what Caruso does. Yep. And that's what he did for the Lakers, which is why everybody was mad when they let him go. And then they tried to right their wrong by keeping mm. – uh, what's his name? Uh, white dude. This is so bad for the culture right now. Oh, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. They they tried to make up for losing Caruso and keeping Austin Reeves, and Austin Reeves had a horrible season. And you're like, dang, we could have really just let that man walk and kept that money to go oh, yeah. get somebody else. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I would love to see Caruso back in a Lakers uniform because he was he excelled in that, and mm-hmm. they loved him. So, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but the Lakers will always be buyers. Yes, and to get De- DeJounte, Caruso, and I had to throw Torrey Craig in there for the money, they'd have to give up Pachamaro, Hood, Shafino, D'Angelo Russell, uh, four seconds in that first, 
four seconds in that 2029 first. They only have one first left, and that's it. Yeah. So four seconds, one first, Hachimura, Hachifino, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. And that's not – you're not giving up a lot. I'll be so honest. No, and it's going to two different teams, yeah. too. I wouldn't be – I wouldn't bat an eye at that trade. Yeah. If that was That'd be a Rob Polinka-like thing. Nobody thought he could save that team last year, and he did it at yeah. the deadline. So. For sure. Last one on the Western Conference edition, the New Orleans Pelicans. I feel like this is also a team that just slides under the radar because – I feel like every time I look at the standings again, they're just sitting right there at five. Like it's, yeah. it's like they always find a way to just be five through eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just don't even know what to make on this team. So buyers are so They're going to be buyers. They're good enough right now to be believing that's exactly how Dallas is. They're in that same uh, category. But, yeah, they're going to try to buy, see what they can get. Um, they already got rid of Kyron Lewis. Yep. I think they hold on to Trey Murphy. Um but yeah, they're gonna be buyers. Trey Murphy's a stud. I would keep Trey Murphy. I, I don't like think, him. I don't think they're gonna do anything either. I think that's another team like Dallas. Dormant. Yeah, dormant. Sadly, I, I wanna say sellers, but I just don't have an argument behind it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of those things that you can't justify being a seller with where you are right now, with where the Western Conference is. Yep. They can't be a seller. I think too they probably stay dormant because what are you trading <laughs> is the is the bigger question. Um, I mean, you have names. I mean, you have McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion on a team together. Like, that team should be exactly. pretty awesome. But they've been mediocre for most of it. So, I, they're going to be buyers. I just don't know what. Yep. So I agree with you there. This is going to be fantastic for Portland on TikTok. I got you. Shout out to uh, Cooper for bringing this segment. This is this was incredible. I got you. I got you. All right, let's uh, move into. I, I got one final NBA segment. Do you have anything else? That's all I got. That's all, all right, I got. Beautiful, beautiful. That was that was great. Is it about the greatest team in the NBA right now, the Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, no, it's actually. We're gonna. This is a new segment. I'm gonna try to. Um, Clip try it to as well. It here. Yeah. Dang it! I keep going back to my YouTube script. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is called uh, Franchise Mode. We're going to play Franchise Mode with LaMelo Ball. And okay. this is where you, you choose if you want to start a franchise with LaMelo or, or the player I name. Right. So Franchise Mode, LaMelo Ball edition. You start in your squad with LaMelo or De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron. Smoother player. Uh, he's not going to make as like you said earlier, he's not going to make the chunk up three plays. He's mm-hmm. going to always be in control. He's fast as Grease Lightning, and he, he will play defense. I'm, I'm taking De'Aaron right now because of what he has done winning basketball games so far. Yep. Uh, LaMelo or Tyrese Maxey? I'm going to take Tyrese Maxey. Um, maybe uh, last year I might not have said that answer, but Tyrese Maxey has shown you everything he can be. He's going to continue to shoot threes at an elite level. He's going to pass the ball with great – Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't turn it over ever, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And he plays solid defense. As good as Maxie's been this year, I'm taking LaMelo in his size. I still believe he can be a winning player in this league. Uh, Maxie's a great complimentary piece, but if I'm building a franchise, give me Melo. Uh, LaMelo Ball or Jalen Brunson? I'm taking the field on everybody. I'm going to go Jalen Brunson. I mean, look mm-hmm. at what he did. He yeah. He's won a playoff series already. That's already more than LaMelo can say. He got paid because of what he was doing in – playoffs with Dallas Mavericks he seems to rise to the occasion when it's the biggest Mm -hmm. I I gotta go with that guy I know I just brought up size with Tyrese but Jalen Brunson has been the best player on a playoff team he has played meaningful basketball as the best player and that separates me right now between him and LaMelo Ball you start in your squad with LaMelo or Trey Young as much as it pains me to say, and the fact that I haven't picked LaMelo once is crazy, mm-hmm. but I'm picking Trey Young, and it's because he can shoot at an elite level. 
and he can pass with the best of them. Like, he is one of the purest passers I've gotten to watch with my own two eyes. We've seen Trey make a deep Eastern Conference Finals playoff run. LaMelo, to no fault of his own, because the roster has been so bad around yeah. him, but I'm taking Trey Young. LaMelo or Ja Morant? Come on, son. Not even a question. Give me Ja. Yeah. Remember, this was a debate LaMelo's rookie year. Ja's second year, this was a debate. I would take 12 over almost any point guard in the league right now. I agree. LaMelo Ball or Darius Garland? I the, Here we go, LaMelo. I'm taking LaMelo because of the size. This is where the size would come into play for me. I love Darius Garland's passing ability, but LaMelo's just as good of a passer as Darius, in my opinion. And I think LaMelo's a better shot creator at this point in his career. I'm taking Melo as well. He has all NBA potential. I don't know if Garland has that yet. I think Garland is a smooth point guard, but he has to be like the second, third option on the team. Yes, I agree. That is franchise mode LaMelo Ball edition. I like that. Yeah, that's, that was that's fun. fun. We're gonna, I'm going to bring a player every Monday, and we're going to play that. I like that. that. Yeah, no, that one's That's fun. solid. And that it's like, fun. who's in the news, who's not? I yeah. think, um, you know. Well, if we get, like, a 60-point game out of somebody or something, oh, just yeah. bring whatever player that is. Like a little – who's been – Booker's been the one that's been popping the frick off yeah, recently. Yeah, 52. Jeez, he's been tearing it up. Dude, how nice is it to be, like, back in our apartment? Oh, dude. And, like, you can, like, drive. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's insane. There are some patchy roads, but no, yeah. it's, it's so nice. Yeah, it's it's finally, like – Calming down. Yes, bro. Yeah, I know. Thank to be God. on, like, a normal schedule, dude. Yes. It's, it's so nice. How was uh, work today? It wasn't too bad. It's weird getting it back in the, the gist of things. It just feels like every day is like seven hours longer, but <laughs> it'll, it'll smooth back out here in a minute. Hell yeah. I got you. Well, um, we will be back here on Friday predicting the AFC-NFC championship. Uh, that Baker conversation I'll forever hold on to. Because those are the best arguments whenever, like, you, like, as the a unprompted. viewer. Yes, that and, like, as a viewer, you can, like, see both sides. Yeah. That's where, like, First Take has gotten the, you know, the attention it has yeah. because of that. But Baker conversation was good. That little buyer-seller was nice. It's a good episode. Hit him with that franchise mode. Hit him with that franchise Hit him mode. Hit with a little 2K franchise mode. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good episode. Y'all make sure to like and subscribe. We're on the road to 10K here. Let's get up there. Let's do that. Let's get it. Let's do that soon. We'll be back here on Friday in person yet again. Are you going to be in town Friday? Yeah, I'll be in town. All right, good. We're doing Do I go anywhere ever? <laughs> like, have I ever left? <laughs> Never left. Always here. Never left. I'm not doing it. So quit asking. So quit asking. Dude, the amount of, like, I saw, like, a minute clip. It was, like, unforgettable Nick Saban moments that we'll never get to see again. And it was, like, all of the things where he's just cussing people out. Or, like, when he had the... Damn it, Kool-Aid! Yeah. I'm not doing it. So quit asking. (laughs) Like, I love Nick Saban. Shout out to Nick Saban. Yeah. One more time. Yeah, shout Shout out out to Nick Saban. And Kellen DeBoer. Yeah. His school is going to be dog shit without him. What would you do if they go, like, undefeated next year? They're not going to go undefeated. But I I, I didn't say that. I didn't say they are. I said, what if they do? They're not going to go undefeated. I know they're not, but what if? Don't they have to play Georgia? They have to play everybody, dude, it feels like. Like, I'm pretty sure they play absolutely everybody. They should. Welcome to our world. It's like you and I have suffered. Oh, I know. Being like a normal team in the South without a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, and then I finally get the easy year. Yeah. It's, <laughs> finally. It's their turn yeah, it's to their experience turn what reality Actually, is and not having the greatest coach of all time. Let's just see. I have no, like, I have no sympathy for them. They can go 0-12. 
for OU care. I mean, yes. I would love to see Alabama go on twelve. Yeah. Are you joking? But I would want to be one of the teams that beats them. Is the problem? Yes. Like, and, I, and we don't play them, so I'm kind of like that's sad. But let's see, Alabama schedule, twenty twenty four. Tennessee should have beat them last year. Dude, a lot of teams should have beat them last year. Mm-hmm. They got lucky last year. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, I know they have a lot because or Wisconsin doesn't count as a lot, but I mean they're non-conference easy. Then they go Georgia, Georgia fourth game of the year. Yeah, Georgia, Tennessee, At Missouri, Tennessee, LSU, Oklahoma. Oh, that's not as yeah. and then Auburn obviously. It's it's easier than I thought it was actually. At Tennessee, LSU, Georgia. So. They have the probably three of the hardest teams in the East though. Mm-hmm. Georgia South or well the former East Georgia, Tennessee, and Missouri. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally the top three teams from the East last year. So, at least that's something. But I don't know. We'll see. When they go 12-0 and and we're crying again because Alabama's found it again. Week three to Wisconsin. Dude, Wisconsin was so bad this year, though. Luke Fickle can get it turned around. Dude, Luke Fickle sucks. (laughs) That's a garbage coach. Talk about, like, milking being awesome in a, like, mid-major school. Yeah. That's Luke Fickle. I wish uh, they could see how poorly hung up this Jaron thing is. If we don't look as light today as we normally do, um, Cooper and I, our last time in this apartment nine days ago, was after a Grizzlies-Clippers game. I bought the tickets thinking Ja's still healthy and we get to see Ja versus the Clippers. You know, a finals contender on a Friday night. Obviously, Ja got hurt five days before the game. We're going, you know what? It's still all good. We get to see Paul George and – uh, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Cool, cool. All four of them play. Great news. Paul George drops 37. We got awesome. to see a show. We come back here, and the free giveaway was, because the Grizzlies suck ass now, so they have to give away <laughs> shit for people to show up, was a Jaron Jackson 7'3 uh, growth chart. And Cooper and I, of course, being the nerds that we are, like, you know what, let's grab two, and we're going to hang both up in our apartment. Even though it's the exact same thing, we're going to hang both of them up. They're not the exact same in our apartment, though, because one of us hung it like a foot and a half off the ground, and the other one of us put it on the ground where you could actually measure yourself. Yes, and the person— We don't have to talk about who those were, though. But, no, we can. The person who hung it a foot and a half off the ground uh, got a stool, and why I was hanging it up— I was reaching because, you know, I'm short. It doesn't matter the stool. Short guy problem. And, again, I hung a seven-foot-two poster a foot and a half off the ground. You do the math, nine feet in the air. I hang in our podcast room. It's to my left right now. And once I get that final tack, I'm pressing, but the stool swirls. And it's like a slow-motion fall on one of our big lights. And those of you that don't know, you know what? I'm just going to move the camera because the cord's still plugged in. But these are what our lights look like. Can they see it, Cooper? Yeah, they can see it. Yeah, that's what our lights look like. I fell on that as I was hanging up that Jaron Jackson poster above him, and it did not result very well. No, it didn't. It did not result yeah, very a, well. It was a rough day. Crushed the light, had to throw it out. Using the TikTok light, but we're good, even though we're turned sideways now. But we're going to end the podcast it's anyways. Over. Yeah. It's over. It's over. But I thought we still looked pretty light. We do. We, we look fun. Hell yeah. I don't even know if you can talk. Hell yeah. We'll be back here on Friday, well lit and all. Peace. Y'all have a great, great week. Go Grizz, baby.